This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the finale of Marvel's What If series on Disney Plus and discuss the many Marvel spin-off shows rumored for development. Jake Gyllenhaal will play a Rob Leefield character in a new superhero movie. Teasers for the upcoming Peacemaker HBO Max show and the Game of Thrones prequel House of Dragon. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a rapper now? What? All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, October 11th, 2021. Yo, 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 yo. This is Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino. You are listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. You want the most up-to-date comic movie and TV news? You found it. Fun? You bet. Puppets? With substance abuse issues? Oddly, yes. Only here on the Jock and Nerd Podcast podcast does it get any better than this i don't think so listen rob liefeld creator of all the stuff you love saying to you listen to the jock and nerd podcast so sexy so awesome i never miss it and uh it's my favorite thing in forever it's spectacular it's awesome i love it jock and nerd Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us is the Watcher's distant cousin, the Scratcher. But we call him <laughs> Rug Boy. Have I used that one before, Rugs? The Scratcher? I just sit in a corner and scratch myself on my cat or something. No, you save the multiverse by scratching your balls. That's oh. how the scratcher uh, eventually saves the universe. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> you guys are in good hands now because I fucking am always committed to scratching my balls. Either every day. that or every scratch and win ticket you buy is a winner somehow. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Uh, all right. Enough of this bullshit. We got a bunch of news to talk about and fun stuff to review. Let's get into it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Oh, guys, get ready. A lot of Marvel Disney Plus spinoff shows are coming. Geek boner. Whether, you know, we want some of them or not, doesn't matter. They're coming. Latest <laughs> report. Let me know what you guys think of this one. Variety reporting. That a WandaVision spinoff starring Katherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness is in development for Disney Plus from Marvel. Uh, if they move forward, it's going to be WandaVision head writer Jack Schaefer, who will serve as writer and executive producer. Deadline also adds to this saying the potential spinoff would be centered around Katherine Hahn's Agatha Harkness character, which Hahn is set to reprise across the MCU on streaming and in movies, it says, under a larger deal. She has made with the studio. They're saying it's going to be like a dark comedy. And, uh, you know, the last time we saw her, Wanda had her trapped in the town uh, in her mind. Is that what is that what, what, how it ended up? WandaVision? Something like that. Uh, yeah, he she she trapped her in the town with her having no knowledge. Oh, of and she's in this. She's in the, Agnes. Right. Yeah. She's in kind of like this innocent sitcom reality in her head. 
or something. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, well, she's yeah, in her head. She doesn't know that she's Agnes Hart. She's just there, so when Wanda has a question, she could pop in and like, right? You know, she, yeah, she did say, "I'll come find you if I need uh, any questions answered." What do you guys think of this? Part of me is like, I like this show. The first time I saw it, when it was called Bewitched. Or I dream of teeny. Oh, I mean, it's going to be different. Or Sabrina, the teenage witch. Uh, is this something you're excited for? Geek, geek boner, floppy John? Floppy John. Geek boner. Anthony, which way are we leaning? My first response was those, the way the kids say what nowadays is like W U T. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Or, uh, or, uh, what? what does the kids say now? Oh, no, no, he tweaking. They tweaking. They tweaking. <laughs> they tweaking. Uh, they tripping. Is that the new they tripping is tweaking? No, no, it's tweaking. Yeah. Okay. No, he, oh, he tweaking now. They horrible um, tweaking now. <laughs> tweaking. It's like tripping. Yeah. Um, what about bussing? Is that good or bad? Yeah, bussing. what does bussing mean? I, I think that's good. That. I don't know. I what bussing, bussing is? Okay. I saw that. I'm, I've I'm, seen you that. Know, I'm, 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 I'm not the, I'm not Gen Z. I'm not, I know. I'm not the young guy of the show anymore. I'm not the, or I'm not the younger generation. We anymore. need to bring in somebody younger. So I know we need the to bring in a Gen Zer. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. It, this feels like to me, like what they kind of noted is they signed Catherine Hahn to do more stuff and they didn't want her to just do one thing. Personally, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. But a Agatha Harkness spinoff is not necessarily what I want or not necessarily what, I've ever thought I'd want to watch. I, I'm not exactly enthused about it, but eh. yeah, you know, I, I feel between. like I feel like Catherine Hahn is uh, is a name that they want to utilize for more than just one thing or, or cameos in movies. I'm in if they bring Ralph Boner back. Get probably Boner. will uh, as Evan Peters. Rugs, what do you think? You're gonna, I mean, again, I'm like with you, Anthony. I'm gonna watch it because it's probably gonna be tied into everything, but. I think that my opinion on this could best be summed up by using the drop. I really don't give a shit. I see. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, they're going to make these shows, whether you want them or not. Great. Bring We're on- using that drop a lot. Yes. <laughs> where, unfortunately, that's where we are. I mean, look, it, it, people loved her character, I guess, and uh, she was good in it. And it's not the most exciting news, but make no, the I shows. Just, I mean,. There's probably a story there, and that's a character that you know isn't that popular, so they can do what they want. You know, in comics, these characters show up over and over again in different things, so it's not exactly out of the question that you know this character would do something again. It's just not the. It's it's a very D E level character, and I thought her character in WandaVision was, fun. I thought she was funny at times. Yeah, yeah. But it did nothing scream to me. This deserves a spinoff. So. Yeah. We'll see what we'll see. And what I mean, the irony is in the comics, like Agatha Harkness is this just old, 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 old woman. <laughs> so it's better than that, at least. What you got against old ladies? Uh, nothing. <laughs> hey, what about Golden Girls, motherfucker? I love Golden Girls. Come on. B. Arthur and uh, what's her name? Still alive uh, somehow. Uh, Betty White. Betty yeah, White. Just... Yes. Golden Girls. Still funny. You watch that show now? Still fucking funny. Uh, listener, uh, join the conversation. Let us know. Are you excited for the Agatha Harkness show? Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's an exclusive, closed, private group just for us, just for you, listener. Uh, we got some new members. I got to welcome two new members. One, this first one has the best name ever, and this is a real person. Welcome, Shagadelic Cybertron. Oh, shit. Oh, that's fantastic. It's a real person. I looked him up. Ooh, okay. And May May Albert. Joining the group uh, just today, this week. Welcome. Thanks for being here. They're not bots, and they're not. Maybe they're real people. I don't yeah. know. 
Listen, I, all I know is our numbers look good. I don't care. Get all the Indian bots. Bilotti's going to kill me. I shouldn't say this. But look, they were approved, so Bilotti must have approved them. Right, John? Yes. Sure. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Moving on, more spinoffs, rumors. Uh, Marvel Studios rumored to be developing two more shows. One, a series that will focus on the Ten Rings organization from Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, possibly with his uh, uh, his sister, right, Zha Ling, mm. leading the organization. Uh, and we saw where they left off in the post credit scene. What do you think about that one? I would be down with that. I could watch a, a, a martial arts uh, show, maybe. Sure. I'll watch that. Oh, you know, you the do give Ten Rings spinoff? Yeah. I like this more than an Agatha Harkness spinoff. Okay, we're moving up. <laughs> we're moving up in excitement. You could do a lot there. Although the the Ten Rings spinoff, I felt like the way they set up the ending of this la- of Shang Chi, felt like they were setting up the second movie, right. you know, yeah, for more yeah. of a bigger, more Ten Rings, more of her maybe her sister being involved and all well, that. Well, maybe by then we, you know, I don't know if this will come out before that movie or we they do something and we learn about them and why they are antagonists and bigger antagonists by the time we get to the second movie. Okay. This third one, maybe this is the most exciting one. There's uh, rumors that Tayona Paris will star as Monica Rambeau in her own series, uh, spinning off of WandaVision again. She's going to be in the Marvels, and she's also Spectrum and Photon, and she has powers now. Uh, what do you think about this one? Is this the most exciting one out of the It three? depends on the tone for me. Yeah. If the tone is like, Another comedy, then I'm out. If it's like they're trying to do something legit, then I'm in. So that's all tentative on that. Uh, for me, it's more in line with what they've the precedent they've set so far, where it's characters that are side characters in their movies. In this case, is a side character in the TV show. It's going to be a side character in the movie, and the the TV show then is made to make them give them some time to expand their wings a little bit. So this seems a little bit more in line than a. Uh, like an Agatha Harkness or a, a Ten Rings type show, but yeah, we'll say I I I like I liked her character. I wouldn't say I was like super wowed by that character. I, I generally I thought she was a, a likable person within that show. But then again, these these shows of you know like Wanda and and Vision and then Loki Loki not as much, but Wanda and Vision were characters that I thought were okay in their own series, in their in the movies, and then they were I thought they were a lot better in their own TV yeah, shows. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing I'm worried about, I know we're going to talk about another show in a second, but the only thing I'm worried about is Marvel stretching themselves too thin and doing too many things like this. Like, as long as there's good idea, like good writers, a story that's like worth being told, you know, in a tone that that fits the story, I'm in. But if they're just doing these just to do them then that's when I get a little worried. You know, if they're just trying to fill content on Disney plus, you know, I don't want to see that. I think Marvel's kind of set a standard for what their quality should be. And I get worried if they're going to do a bunch of movies and a bunch of TV shows about all these different spinoffs, if they're just stretching themselves too thin. Uh, That is a good concern because obviously I don't think this Agatha Harkness show was in their plan. Initially, a lot of this is they're seeing the response from the fans and how popular and they're like, okay, Everyone's going to fucking have a show eventually. Uh, give that fucking Razor Fist a show from uh, uh, Shang-Chi. Give him. I want to know more about him. Everybody gets a show. Now, I'm not I'm not entirely opposed to like responding to the fans and giving the fans more of what they want. Just 
give them more of what they want when you actually have a, a good idea. And I don't know yet if they have a good idea or not. Like, don't give it to them just because this is killing the ratings and like everyone's responding to the, the Google, the Twitter searches are all for Agatha Harkness, so we have to make show. Notice that and then go, okay, is there a story we can develop? And then if there is, then make the show. I'm all for them developing whatever characters they want, especially little-known characters, and you know, creating a show around them, getting to be popular, getting them out into the the zeitgeist, but as long as it doesn't come with some kind of a price where the quality of all the Marvel shows starts to fall because they're developing all these things. So kind of like what Anthony said, like, yeah, we want them to use their resources and make the best shit possible. And we'll see if, if they're, if they're spreading themselves too thin or not or whatever, but like I, I, I like that they're making all these different shows. I don't have to watch them or not, or even be excited by them because like, some of these things are like I might not watch it, but I'm glad it's out there for somebody to like. None of this is is hard confirmed yet. And my other my other thought is, yeah, it's great they're making these shows about these supporting characters we have already met, but there are bigger name characters that they could introduce that we haven't seen. That are bigger names than Agatha Harkness. Would I rather see that instead of these, you know, last Absolutely. Minute, right? Yeah, of course. Rather. Of course. I mean. I think you're going to see everything, though. Fuck. Everyone's getting the show. Everybody's yeah, getting every- a fucking show. Unless you're like a, a villain that they kill off for some reason. Everyone's getting a show. And even the villains they bring back yes, sometimes. So. Nobody's dead. And the villains come back. One more big rumor we got to talk about regarding the Marvel shows that has been growing over the last couple of weeks. So the rumor is uh, the show Echo. That, so we haven't even met Echo, right? In Hawkeye. Yeah, we, we, Echo. Echo. <laughs> Hawkeye is coming out in November. In the Hawkeye show, we're going to meet a character named Echo. So the, these rumors are jumping way ahead. It's also been rumored that Echo is going to get her own spinoff show, of course, because everybody is getting a show. Well, that makes sense, too, because I believe her lead, her character is Native American, so they definitely want oh, to. Oh, they've got some nice diversity there. Yeah, they want to definitely hit that up. So while this has been happening, there's also been various rumors regarding the cast and stars of the Netflix Daredevil show. Oh, shit. You know, we've talked about is Charlie Cox going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. There's rumors that he may show up in the She-Hulk movie. Uh, show, show, the show. Sorry, because she's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Uh, now well, there's also rumors about Hawkeye. Oh, right. In uh, in being in the Echo show. No, no, no. Well, I think Echo is going to be in Hawkeye, right? Yes, Echo is going to be in the Hawkeye show. We will meet Echo. But but Vin- Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio ah, might yes, be yes. in Hawkeye as Wilson Fisk. There was rumors of Wilson Fisk and Charlie Cox growing. So now the rumor. <laughs> Growing. It's growing. I love hearing about a growing cocks. Growing cocks. The cocks rumors <laughs> are quite erect right now. Here's why. Uh, this new guy at Daniel RPK, who's been giving these rumors, he's saying that the Echo Show is going to be kind of a soft reboot of a daredevil it's gonna feel like daredevil season four he says it's still very much echo show but quote we will get to see all these characters from that show coming back and play big parts in it he also says 
The characters will be somewhat soft-rebooted into the MCU, but will still have a history with one another, so they'll look somewhat different with different backgrounds, but still played by the same actors. Geek boner! So, all of these rumors, I feel like, if anybody, these fuck these guys from the Daredevil Netflix show, some of them, a number of them are coming back. We may actually get Charlie Cox as Daredevil. What do you guys think of this rumor, and is this a good idea? Yes. <laughs> yes to both questions. I, I I agree. Daredevil was obviously the most popular. Like when that dare, first Daredevil season hit, everyone was going bananas oh God, over Daredevil amazing. on and on Netflix. And you know his character never really like it. Even that third season was awesome. Yeah. And that character is very popular. I I do wonder. It seems like you know they're gonna kind of soft reboot it. The tone of those shows mm. doesn't exactly fit mm-hmm. what Marvel, you know, under Kevin Feige does. This, those show was a lot more brutal. I, I don't necessarily want to see the brutal brutality go away. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how they'll weave that in. But Charlie Cox, every character from the net from that from Daredevil, pretty much can be brought over, and it everyone would love it. Yeah, you know, Jessica Jones could probably be brought over at some time. I thought I saw a point. rumor about that too. I wouldn't mind seeing that version of Luke Cage. Really, the only version we don't want to see is Iron Fist. Burnthal no as Iron Punisher would be fantastic. Burnthal I know as he Punisher wants to be in. fine. Yeah. It just, just don't ever bring up Iron just Fist. Just recast we'll or recast him completely. We don't need Iron Fist. Right. We got Shang-Chi we, now. Yeah, you don't need him anymore. Yeah. No, you don't need him. So, yeah, I, I mean, I love, I hope some of this is true. I'm still, like, cautious against it. Like, I don't even believe, really, that Wilson Fisk is going to show up in Hawkeye until we see it. But I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it. For so, sure. yeah, in no, by November, we'll know if he's in there, maybe. And by December, Spider-Man No Way Home will know if Charlie Cox is in that movie. And whether the- Well, if we get if we get Wilson Fisk and Hawkeye, then we know this is all happening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're going to see if some we don't Cox. Get, if the Cox yeah. is erect in Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm just curious how they'll. That tone of, of Daredevil is way different. Yeah, I, I, and they, I don't want them to neuter it. But remember when we reviewed the show, it was like the first year of the show it was 2015. And I remember saying for the first time, I was like, somebody fucking got a superhero show right because it was so oh, yeah. dark and the hallway scene. And just remember how he, the first fight where he was he was getting tired himself and he's punching and falling over. And it's like not clean. And it's so it was so fucking great. Right. So, so good. good. They did have um, U.S. agent bludgeon a guy with a shield. Oh, that so. was pretty bloody. Yeah, yeah they so, did that. I mean, yeah. I mean, there is that's the bar that's been set. I guess that's true. There was some surprisingly I mean, violent and, things and, in that and, show. And in um, uh, we got the Thanos decapitation, right? We did get a Thanos decap. No blood. We got a Thanos. Well, maybe they don't we, have. We blood. got Thanos sawed in half <laughs> on a cartoon. Animated, yes, yeah. yes. animated. Yeah. No, the blood on the shield was surprising. That, that was pretty. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We've seen some bloody. Th- I'll never forget that first season though, when Wilson Fist decapitates oh. a man with a car. Oh, that was that's right. He just slams his head, and, and you hear yeah. it. Over and over you hear and over. it get squishier, and yeah. the sound mix. Oh, so good. I think and it'll be like, like prime time network level, like something that you could see on Lost. Something that you remember could see when on- uh, Burnthal fought fucking D'Onofrio. Uh, that was fucking great too. I mean, all his fights. I mean, the one scene, the scene where he's in the gym and he's yeah. fighting oh, yeah. the guys in the gym and he like uses a weight to like bash the guy's face in. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That, that, show me some of that in your movies, Marvel. He drags, um, what's it, Jigsaw, Jigsaw's Across face up against the, the yeah, mirror? Yeah. yeah. Well, he was oh, brutal. God. Yeah. 
uh, I wish Marvel. Um, that was that would be one of my only things. I wish Marvel could play with their tone a little bit. I mean, that's a, like, that's like a, that's R rated. If that was a movie, it would be R rated violence, and we have yet to really. We see haven't seen much. a Marvel. Yeah. R-rated. Yeah. they don't want to do that, not, especially with Disney Plus. Now. But because I don't think all they can the little that. kids are going to start crying. Is oh, what happened to my my Funko Pop? is killing people. Oh, oh no! <laughs> You're going hard at Funko. I love Fuck it. Fuck that show. Sorry, nothing wrong with the Funko Pops. It's just not everything can be cute. You took Freddy Krueger and you made him cute. What the fuck sense does this make? I'm going to stop. Otherwise, I'll go off on a rant. Yeah. Uh, okay. We, we all <laughs> wait. Freddy's a Funko Pop. Everything yeah. is a Funko Pop. That's what they take really scary, evil things and they make it cute. That's kind of fun, though. I guess. I Freddy. Being a Funko Pop in 2020, 2021. Makes sense. But they've, they've done so much worse to that character yes, yes, in the last have. 30 years. Yeah, like, yeah. He, there's no mystique to Freddy Krueger yeah. anymore. Similar to, like, the alien or the predator. Like, all things from, like, this, all scary things from your childhood are not scary anymore. They've, they've bastardized all the. I things. just, I'm, it's nothing to do with the Funko be, being cute. It's just one of those things that when I see, like, a very uncreative, thing that thinks it's being creative like lego figures yeah mm-hmm. it's the same figure with things painted on top of it i'm like no i'm like this sucks like i fucking hate <laughs> this there's no reason for this to exist like even like those secret wars figures where they're the same mold they just had different heads mm-hmm. it's like the same fucking figure it's lazy figure making and i, I fucking hate it so Yes, Funko Pops. They every once in a while they'll, they'll do a variant that's like the, like the Godzilla that they just did that was really oh, cool. Oh yeah, that a different mold cool. completely. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But like, I just feel like it's very uncreative. And then not only that, but they just they keep fucking falling down all the time because <laughs> they're all <laughs> annoying. Heavy. The minute you walk across the room, if your if your house has got like wood floors, it's just like the fucking things fall over. I need the a place. wedge for my Funko Pop because it's top heavy. It's it's made for the the the, the collector yes. inside of me would love yeah. to collect all oh, this. Yeah. It's just. Listen, they're great for collectors and they make great Christmas presents. All right. That's all you need to know. They're very cute. I got, I have one in my office. Somebody gifted me one. Everybody has one. And I never, I didn't buy it, but it's the Spider Man from the video game with the white spider and he's on a little stand and you put him on the stand and the thing always falls over because his head is so fucking heavy. He won't stay on the stand. I got the uh, Avengers. I don't think they were Funko Pops at the time, but a similar toy, maybe before Funko Pop. Um, back at like Comic Con 2000, where it's like the big head yeah, and the yeah. little body, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and it was like it was actually really cool. It's like a specials comic. Oh, Comic Con, like that's cool when you have a special edition. Another one. thing is like you could literally walk anywhere and fucking find Fungo Pops. Yeah, it'd be Walgreens. They're there. Yeah. They're like everywhere. It's like ugh, the this, story behind this, that this company is, so ubiquitous. is fascinating Gross. too. If you, I think uh, the toys that made us, or there was a documentary about Funko Pops on Netflix. It's it's pretty interesting. They're killing it. They're killing it. Whatever they're selling. Millions of dollars of Funko Pop. Okay, next bit. Of, here's something that is confirmed. We have a casting for a Marvel movie. Uh, British actor Will Poulter has joined the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as Adam Warlock. Oh, shit. Will, Will Poulter has been in The Revenant, The Maze Runner, and he's the Bandersnatch guy from Black Mirror, the programmer. I don't think that's his most popular thing. No, that's what I know him as. Let's see. Yeah, me too. <laughs> his, I remember him as the Bandersnatch guy, and he was great. Uh, most he's in the Narnia uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, the Maze Runner is like what Maze Runner is the his Millers. Most he's in that movie Detroit. Oh, he's in Detroit. Rugboy's probably the one that can only speak on this. He's probably seen him in something, and we haven't. No, I've seen him in a, in a bunch of stuff. He looks like Howdy Doody. Yeah. 
Is he good? He's an okay actor, but I just I don't Is know. He Adam Warlock? I don't think he's got it for this. Tell no, me about but... Adam Warlock, because I'm not really. I wasn't really big on Adam Warlock. I don't. Isn't isn't he like the perfect specimen of a yeah. human? Yeah. He's just kind of like this omnipresent fucking super powerful being. It's perfect. And I remember him from the, the Infinity Gauntlet and all that type of shit. He's always in Silver Surfer comics. I never like did like a Marvel like universe for his origin. He just kind of comes in and is glowing all gold and shit with his eyes glowing and shit and being all omnipresent. So he's cosmic. He has super lots of powers, right? Yeah. So. I don't know about much about him, but he's usually a badass everywhere he shows up. He's like pretty much like a very powerful force. So I don't know. This guy just seems like the guy that you want to beat up. And um, like if you want, if you're making a movie about a kid getting beat up, like this is the kid that you would get to get to be the kid who gets beat up. So unless he's like, I don't know. Long tease for this character. If you remember Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in 2017, that movie had five post-credit scenes. One of the post-credit scenes was the pod, the gold case. Uh, and they said, uh, this is Adam. The, the high priestess goes to the next step in our evolution. This is Adam, called him yeah. Adam. So this is going to be uh, Anthony. What, what do you think about this? I only know him from Bandersnatch. I, he was kind of a like the, the nerdy. Yeah computer guy I think. yeah he I was like a programmer was. that yeah yeah and you they like went you went to his apartment and you could like jump off the fucking right balcony yeah um don't know too much about him i i will say that i think james gunn is probably going to rework adam warlock is like oh, sure a villain in this that's my theory oh yeah he's like kind of the villain yeah. and then by the end they kind of like he realizes that you know he doesn't need to destroy the guardians or something like that and they can use them in future stuff because Warlock does play a big part in a lot of uh, uh, cosmic stories right. within Marvel. Right. I haven't seen him in anything in a few years, so maybe he's... I don't know, how old is this dude? 28. Yeah, he was born, born in 93. Uh, he was good in Bandersnatch. That's all I know. And we we'll finally get to see the fucking Adam Warlock. They're making everybody. Make everybody. Everyone's gonna Everybody's all, coming. The thing about Adam Warlock is he's, his character was very tied to Thanos for a lot of stuff. Maybe his character is a precursor to us seeing the Annihilus storyline with Annihilation. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. The Negative Zone. Yeah. Fantastic All those Four. fucking bugs. Mm, well, I think perhaps. in the newer incarnations, he's got the Soul Gem or something in, oh. in, infused in his body out of Morlock, So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Here's, here's one more uh, casting news. This one is is weird and interesting. So, Jake Gyllenhaal, who played yeah. Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home, has joined the cast of a comic book movie, an adaptation of Rob Liefeld's 90s ca- image character, Prophet. Okay? This movie is going to be directed by none other than Sam Hargrave of Extraction and Extraction 2 fame. He is directing... Uh, so, and, oh, Mark Guggenheim is, is going to write the script who wrote all the CWs. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, this prophet was a character, Rob Liefeld, after, in the 90s, after Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, all those left Marvel started image, you know, Rob was doing New Mutants and X-Force team, a lot of team books. He does, he creates Youngblood, which is like a crazy superhero team. And then he creates this character, Prophet, and I remember reading some of this early when it 
started, and I don't remember it being any good. Yeah, I remembered it was like some guy creates like a guy to send them to the future. Yeah, so the or, or some some guy comes from the future and it, he he's like a religious like uh, zealot or something like that, and he's a swordsman, something like that. Here's right? what it's about, but I want to talk about his look because I put an image in here, and listener, if you look in your podcast app, I will have the image of Prophet. Oh my god, this but is the, the worst drawing. Yes, the, first of all, <laughs> the story of Prophet follows John Prophet, a man who volunteers for a German experiment near the end of World War II in order to feed his family. After a bombing buries him alive, traps him underground for 20 years, he reawakens in 1965, where things are not great for profit. The world has moved on without him. His daughter resents him, and KGB agents are after him to create super soldiers from his blood. Wow. That's, oh, that's what the movie's about? That's what uh, profit is about. I think that's what the comic book is about. Really? I thought it was about a, a swordsman or that, that was into that was religious. Uh, he has swords. So, who wants to describe what we're looking at? This ridiculous costume here. How does this even translate? Well, it's uh, clearly like when Rob Leefield was designing costumes just because they looked cool. They had no function. Yep. No reasoning. Like, if you're a swordsman, why do you want giant cables under your armpits and like <laughs> holding? giant shoulder pads on why are you wearing like some kind of a boxing training mask yeah um, he's got this that padded mask he loves putting it on it was on like shatter stars shatter star was the other guy yeah look at his this mullet hair also he's i love that <laughs> i mean should, I, I had a mullet dude, oh, you, you don't i have would it love to have that hair right now but, but so would i i'm jealous because i got nothing yeah, i would rock that fucking style right now at this very moment i'd Get that Richard Marks hair out. Let's but do but it. Anthony, what do you think? Of How dated does that look? And can this translate well? I mean, that's not there. No, there's no chance they're putting that <laughs> in look purple out. Purple and gold giant shoulder pads. Right. With the weird. I don't even know what that headdress thing on. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they're going to put this out. But <laughs> hey, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. The director from uh, Extraction. Yeah. Might be a fun little flick. It might be a, a lot of action. If it's a martial arts film with swords, all right, we got something. I mean, Lee feels just going to go crazy because it's another one of his things. Oh, Make it loves- into the big screen. Just look at this drawing. Look at where you put the head. I know. Look at how. But just look at the size of the wrists and the forearms and like. Some of the shit don't make sense. That like, doesn't look at bother me, but the most egregious thing is where he put the head. The head is off center and it doesn't <laughs> sit like that properly. It's like w- the body is in one perspective it's and the weird. head is in a different perspective. And the shoulder pads are in a different perspective. Yes, They're giant all like, shoulder pads. That they eat. Look, that's like two. They stick two, three feet off his shoulder. How is this practical? And then, of course, bare chest because you got to have a bare clean shore no yeah, you need male cleavage in male this cleavage you need to have a little bit of cleavage it's, and he does have pouches there's got to be pouches there around yeah. his leg always have shoulder bo- so we got okay let's do the rob layfield <laughs> yeah. checklist shoulder shoulder pads check yeah we have pouches yeah we have R- crazy 80s hair yeah <laughs> ridiculously large weapons oh we got those yeah and headgear that makes no sense. Headgear that oh, makes no sense. Yes. Also, body proportions that make no body sense. Look propor- how thin yeah. his yes. waist is compared to how broad this his shoulders are. This is what I'm are. talking about. You, nobody looks I love his all thigh that. is as big as his waist. <laughs> I love all that stuff. It's just, it's just, 
you can do one or two of those things, but yeah. he does them all. all like, he does them all. <laughs> Fucking look like this. <laughs> look how Damn. thin that sword is compared to how big his hand is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's even the hand. Like, just imagine the hand where it's grabbing the his sword. His hand is bigger than his face. Yes, the hand doesn't make sense. There's no head. wrist. There's no, what is going on? Uh, it's great. Anyways, it's great. Yeah, it's great. They're gonna make it a movie. So, <laughs> by the way, I figured out what that toy was that I had oh, back as a kid. What was They're it? called mini mugs. Oh, They're mini no longer. Mugs. They used to. Be, they ah. were Hasbro's. Oh version of Funko Pops and they went out of business. Well, oh, I bet that shit is collectible now. I don't know. I have I have a, the old Avengers set. Are they cooler? Or no? Uh no. <laughs> They're basically the kind of the same thing. There's there's, there's no bobblehead aspect to it. It's much more of a rigid Oh, here they look. are. Mini mugs. Figures. They still Oh, you could get a set of 6 for $32 here. But yeah. they do. They look like the Funko Pop knockoffs. Yeah. They look exactly like the Funko Pops. Yeah. I used to get them both confused. I was like, is that a, the same thing I have? The difference is like uh, Funko has their distinctive stylized eyes, no nose. They're just like dots. Everybody and the, the bodies dots. are more. Well, they're can, a lot s- smaller, I think. Well, body. Well, the bodies are like there's a little bit more. Dynamic. Like each body for the mini mug was about this, like the same kind of style, just painted. Oh, on yeah. Different. There's more detail on the on the yeah. on the pops. Yep. Uh, they've built an empire. Okay, moving on. Uh, last week, HBO Max did this virtual event to uh, mark the upcoming European launch of HBO Max. Europe will finally get uh, the HBO Max. And there's a couple of cool teaser clips that came out during this virtual event. The first one is a clip of John Cena in the Peacemaker show. It's a really quick clip, but it's also a really funny clip. Uh, kind of gives you the tone of the show uh, where they're meeting uh, Peacemaker for a meeting. So you see the girl. That's actually James Gunn's wife, the uh, the girl. In yeah, that. She was in the uh, the movie. Yeah, she was in the movie. And then dude John is also who was in the movie is in the show and they're meeting him for dinner. And he shows up, of course, dressed as Peacemaker. And they're like, yo, did he come full cosplay for this? And is there an eagle in his back seat? Yes. John, Peacemaker has a pet eagle named Eagly. <laughs> in the vaccine. What did you guys think of the tone of the comedy? I thought this was pretty fun. I'm, I'm excited to watch this. Geek boner. For me, anyways. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I uh, It kind of fits the tone of, of what we saw in Peacemaker in the show, in the movie. And it kind of fits what John Cena's like whole vibe is, where he's just so serious. Yeah. And then and everyone else is like, dude, you look like an idiot. And he just doesn't, has no... He just is blank about. That's it. where like, all the no, comedy comes from. Is yeah, the fact that he I enjoyed the it. Peacemaker in the in the movie. So I like I like I like the spinoff. I did spoiler alert. He's not dead. If you watch the post credit scene, obviously. Ho- hopefully, the show is very violent and yes. and very funny. There was a quick clip in one of their other videos where they sh- it showed him shooting at this target, and he's shooting a peace sign in bullet holes on something, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> so I love all these little, these little things, these little things are showing us about his character. Uh, this is where DC can kind of differentiate yes. themselves too. Like, can they can go a little crazier. They can go a little, they can really lean into like some like ironic, dark comedy and, and, and violence because, you know, Marvel can't do that yeah. on Disney plus. I mean, if it's as violent as like the, and I know gun is, is, is part of this. So if it's as violent as the movie and the same kind of R rate, it's that's fucking phenomenal. Okay. And then the other thing they gave us, uh, was remember game of Thrones. You guys remember the game of Thrones? Sure. 
Yeah. It was a big deal for a while. They've been working on these. I remember being really into it, and then it ended, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, they fucked that. Oh, man. Oh, I don't want to talk about show. this anymore. Oh, no. What did they do? Yes. The amount of enthusiasm around that show, and then for the way it ended, yeah, they just really they, squandered they, all yeah, that. Yeah, they really did squander all the goodwill and the amazing storytelling and characters for a rushed last season. For a fucking Star Wars movie that they're not even making anymore. Oh, shit. This is why, you fuckers. Uh, anyways, the talk of prequels have been around for a long time. We finally have first footage, another quick teaser, from the Game of Thrones pre- prequel House of the Dragon. Uh, this one takes place 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. It's coming out next year, and it tells the story of House Targaryen. This teaser didn't really show you a lot, uh, but you kind of see like a, a, a revamped Iron Throne, and you see some sword fighting. Floppy uh, Jocker geek boner for this. Is this too late? Like, do you think people still care? I, I think, I think, yeah, I don't know if people still care, because, but I only think people don't care because of how the last show ended. If you if the last show and if the you know the last season ended in a way that people were like really satisfied, then I don't think this would have been too late. Right. But even if you put this out years earlier, you know, I, when did the last show end? Two thousand was it nineteen? I think so. Was it nineteen? Was that two nineteen? Uh, Endgame, right? Was twenty nineteen? So two years ago. Oh, that's right. Wow. So it's not that long, but uh, it feels like that forever. <laughs> it ago. feels like a long time uh, ago because of the way the last show ended. I don't even really. I remember being so invested in Game of Thrones and like caring about all the families and all this history behind yeah, each family. Yeah, yeah. And then the way that ended, like, I don't even remember any of the stuff anymore. Yeah, it was very quick turns of character and resolutions of things. Well, it just made me not care anymore. It's just the way they handled it. Mm, mm. Rugs. So, Geek Boner or Floppy Jock for you, Anthony? I think it could win me over and eventually get me a Geek Boner, but right now it's Floppy Jock <laughs> just because. I, I just Floppy don't care. Well, that being said, I remember watching when I when I was really into Game of Thrones. I was like, House, like the the Targaryen backstory. Yeah. I thought was really interesting. The the like the them fucking each other, yeah. and all having white hair, and like they were the ones they were able to take over. Uh, what's the name of the this? Uh, the uh, Robert ba- ba- Baratheon. No, no, no. The uh, the um, Essos and West. Them maybe being able to take over Westeros right. because they were able to. You know, they came over with the dragons. Like, I thought all that stuff was interesting. And now I'm just like, eh. Remember Momoa gives the brother a gold crown? Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I remember. That was fucked I mean, up. The, the house Targaryen I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, does it, anything in this clip do anything for you? Does it look? I mean, you got your standard, like, just, medieval shit. Yeah, you got people with white hair. And horses jousting. Horses, yeah. And- well, like, for me, I like fantasy shit. Yeah. And I always like to have some kind of fantasy show that I'm watching, like in the rounds, you know, not every year does it have to be there, but I like to have a good show, a fantasy show in my purview every once in a while. So um, fine. Like The Witcher was filling that void for a while. And now this is coming back. I'm cool with that. If there's a new, uh, you know, uh, other show that I think they're doing from Lord of the Rings, the certain the, the Cimmerillion, they're going to do me doing that. So. Uh, I'm like, okay, cool. There's now there's too many of them. <laughs> I know, and I mean, it is HBO, so you know there's gonna be a lot of money behind it. It's gonna look good, right? Definitely. So yeah, I'm, I'll give it a geek. geek is it the same writers? Uh that is a ben, good what, story. Benioff and Weiss, or what? No, is it I think they're not involved with Game of Thrones anymore. Mm. 
Uh, it doesn't say. I like dragons. I like dragons. I like dragons that breathe fire. So, yeah, that's October next year. Uh, check that out. Listener, here's something you should also check out. Our tea Public shop at jockandnerd.com slash shop. That's where you can buy wonderful niche podcast swag. <laughs> Only you will have a Jock and Nerd t-shirt or mug or face mask. There's different styles, different varieties. There's hoodies. This week, October 13th through the 18th, there's a sale at our shop. This time, another sale. There's another sale. Usually, it's only thirty five percent off. This time, items up to thirty eight percent off. Oh shit! Listen, I know That's you want to be the guy more. at the party where people point your shirt. And go, what the fuck is that? Yeah, who? You know who? What yeah. hipster doesn't love an ironic <laughs> niche fucking t shirt that nobody knows what the fuck you're wearing? That's yeah, what the you, point. What is that? We have those. You want to get? You want to hear us. those words said out loud? Do you? Be like, what the fuck are you wearing? You want and you want to be like, oh, you don't know about the Jock and Nerd podcast. Well, here you go. I'm telling you, you're going to be the hit of all the raves and the keggers and the parties. Yeah, you you guys can get in on the ground floor of this movement and be the ones to claim you were first. It's only been six years. You were first. You were first. Get it done. Jock and Nerd. Uh, okay, last thing to talk about. I wanted to talk about one Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Why? Well, because, you know, he seemed to uh, conquer the small screen with his wrestling career. Now he's a big blockbuster movie star with his action movie career. And now he's going to conquer uh, hip hop. Oh, shit. Maybe he uh, has a rap debut on this song called Face Off. The song is from Tech Nine's new album. Tech Nine, by the way, spelled N, the number nine, N E, in case you're trying to Google it. His new album is titled Acid Nine. The second I is a nine in that S and I, not the first I. I don't know why they're both not nines. The I's are nines. Well, then there should be two nines, but there's not. Anyways, featuring also Joey Cool, King Iso, and uh, the one verse by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I have a little bit of information about how this happened. Apparently, they've been friends, and they met a few years ago. And Tech 9 originally wanted him to just do a, a spoken word motivational speech kind of over the end of the song and the rock is like fuck that i want to rap and he wrote his own verse on this people also oh shit just remember that i'll have a link in the show notes check out the song reaction before i tell you what i thought about all this what do you guys think of the song and of Dwayne rock as a rapper anthony you can go first first off he's gigantic in this music video he's so cut because he's doing black adam He's so big. Oh, he's huge. He's so big. He's such a big guy. Yeah. I had no problems with his verse. I thought it was fine. Tech Nine should be thanking The Rock because this is a terrible song. <laughs> I hated the song. Oh, I hated the chorus of the song. I didn't like any of. I didn't really like any of the song. And without The Rock being on this song, no one's listening. No to this one's fucking gonna song, listen so. to this song. That's hmm. what I think of that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Rugs, what did you? Maybe think? I'm not a, a hip hop aficionado. I mean, but I did not like the song. I like Tech Nine back in the day when you used to like fuck with Ice Cube shit. So I, I I have somewhat of a respect for him, but I really when I put the song on, I was like, "Wow, this is bad." <laughs> this is even this is for Tech Nine. It's bad. Really? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't not his best music. So uh, the rock being in it, it's just an amusing thing, I guess. I mean, look, Tech Nine's like a, an older rapper too. He's so like I you know, never he, heard it. Maybe I heard him before, but. 
I wasn't familiar with Tech Nine, and I loved his verse. I was like, "Oh shit, this guy's pretty fucking good." I liked all the first three verses. I thought the Rock's verse was the weakest out of all of them. Uh, Tech Nine's fucking white, crazy skeleton makeup is amazing. And then, what did you learn from this? That the rat, the Rock, can rap? I no, I learned that. Wow, Tech Nine's got some flow. They all the flows of the the first three guys were good. I learned that the Rock is. It, it was the I, it was the weakest verse for me. It was like the, the rest of them are going so fast, and it's and they're enunciating, and there's some clever shit. Like it's called Face Off, and they make a Nicolas Cage uh, reference, which you got to do if you're going to call a fucking song Face Off. So Here, here's the thing about the song: the the those guys' um, verses could be amazing, but that damn chorus is so bad. Ah. Looking for the, gonna take your face off. What the no, fuck the is that? The chorus was bad. You're right. I didn't. So, that was it, not it, just the song. Uh, it yeah. Doesn't make me want to listen to the song. Yeah, there's something to that song where I've heard better. So I like. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, I'm gonna. I will credit the Rock for turning me on to Tech Nine because I'm gonna check out more Tech Nine. Yeah, the, the Tech Nine should thank the Rock. He should. And the Rock, <laughs> the Rock, pro- deservedly probably. I mean, it's not an un- un- unexpected. He'd have the 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 worst verse or yeah. like the, the be the least impressive, yeah. but. I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. No, it's not horrible. Someone, someone probably wrote that for him, no, or he wrote that for he himself. Said he wrote he it can, himself. Okay, so yeah. he wrote it himself. And That's impressive. He he floated out competently. Yeah. Oh, also, he did this in one take, and he says it, and that, and that's why he says it. He went into the booth. He did it at home or somewhere. One take and was done. Maybe if he did another take, it would have been a little bit better. Uh, no, but he was confident. He, I, I was impressed that he wrote it. Uh, actually, it's probably the most impressive thing. Anyways, check out the song. You may like it. The reason he's cut is, like I said, he is uh, getting ready for Black Adam. Uh, and this Saturday, everybody, October 16th, DC Fandom returns. Remember that last year, the DC Fandom? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about it. That was where they had, we saw our first look at uh, Matt Reeves' Batman movie, and they, it's like their big convention now, virtual convention. So, October 16th, you can catch it streaming, DC Fandom. Uh, we'll probably, we'll talk about all the news next week. We are probably getting another trailer, a new trailer for the Batman. And pro- This is like the third one. I know. Right? A year ago is when they gave us the first fucking trailer for the Batman. And now they're giving us another one a year later, which is crazy. But there's probably going to be news about the Flash movie and the Black Adam movie. And he'll be there, obviously, in the videos. You can check him out. He'll be rapping in the videos. Yes. Stick to uh, the movies, I guess. I don't know what I'd say. I don't know. It was all right. Okay. <laughs> let's take a quick break here, play some promos, and we will come back and discuss the season finale of What If right after this. After these messages. Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is the Hurricane Heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. Whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. Each week, we talk about all the crazy things in the world, ranging from the paranormal to Bigfoot to UFOs. And we look at it from the perspective of the believer, the skeptic, and everything in between. So come check us out on the MSC Podcast Network. Or go to SkepticalSkeptics.com and follow us at SkepSkepPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
Zach and Nerd Listener, if you love this show, if you can't wait uh, for Wednesdays to open your podcast app and listen, you should join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And there's a bunch of benefits when you sign up at various tiers. For example, there's an exclusive RSS feed that has bonus content, instant reactions. The shows come out a little bit early before the world. You can hear it first. And there's Discord benefits. You get access to our private Patreon-only Discord server where we hold monthly geekouts, monthly hangouts. You can come hang out with us. This month, October's hangout will be Thursday, October 21st, 8 p.m. Central. That's Thursday, October 21st, 8 p.m. Central. And even if nobody's there, I'll be hanging out there. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, Rugs will be and there. I'll be drunk. Yeah. Maybe Anthony will show up. I intend to show up. Oh my god, Anthony is You have intentions. We have intentions. So yeah, you can ask you can ask me anything. Uh I don't have to answer, but you can certainly ask me anything you want. <laughs> I will do an AMA. No, of course I'll answer. Last listen, the last Discord hangout is where Jose Ibarra turned me on to Squid Game. Geek boner. I was very grateful for that. And I shared some embarrassing videos. So people got to see some fun, embarrassing That's videos right. on YouTube. Uh, lots of fun. Every month, hang out just for our Patreon fans, supporters. Sign up today. Jockaner.com slash Patreon. Okay, let's get into this week's review. We have made it to the finale. The season ender of What If? Episode 9. This one titled... What if the Watcher broke his oath? Uh, here's your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled! Crazy voice cast, as always, Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher. I've grown to like Jeffrey Wright's voice. I remember in the very beginning, I was like, oh, I didn't think he'd sound like that. But now he's the fucking Watcher. Uh, That's right. He's very good. Uh, Sam Jackson returning as Nick Fury. Haley Atwell, Peggy Carter, Lake Bell doing Natasha Romanoff, subbing in for Scar Joe. Your boy, Frank Grillo. That's right. Another appearance of Brock (laughs) Rumlow. And Anthony, your boy, George St. Pierre as fucking Mm -hmm. Batrock coming in. And this is finally... The final performance of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Uh, so we got a lot of him this season. That's kind of uh, amazing. Uh, you got Brian T. Delaney as Peter Quill. Chris Pratt busy being married to a Shriver or Schwarzenegger. or I forget who, which one. He's married to one of them. Uh, Schwarzenegger Shriver. She's a, yeah. Arnold is like his father-in-law or something. Uh, Mick Winger, Tony Stark, Cynthia K. McWilliams as Gamora. Michael B. Jordan, Killmonger, Ozioma, Agaka, Shuri, Chris Hemsworth as your Thor, Benedict Slambert, Bandersnatch, Dr. Strange, Ross Marquand doing Ultron, Toby Jones as Arnim Zola, and then you got Tom Hiddleston, Loki, and your Kurt Russell, Ego. Great cast with all the substitutions we've gotten to know and love all season. Anthony, uh, what happens in this one, basically? Uh, this one's a continuation of the last episode where we noticed or we saw that Ultron was trying to take over or eliminate all life from the entire multiverse, all the, all the universes. And we ended with the Watcher recruiting Doctor Strange and, and getting involved. And now we see in this episode that he is recruiting a team to be the Guardians of the multiverse to take on 
Ultron with all the Infinity Stones. So we see different characters from different episodes. It's time to throw down one final battle. The team is assembled. Uh, what'd you guys think overall uh, in the finale? Did they did they stick the landing? Rugs. I was entertained by this episode. It, they packed a lot in the half hour yeah. or whatever the fuck the time was. And it it... It seemed like, yes, they were rushing things very quickly and whatever, but they got a lot in yes. as well. Yep. So it was kind of fun, and uh, I did enjoy this episode. So I thought it was a, a good little romp. You know, there's yep. some ass kicking. There's people oh. fucking teaming up. There's all kinds of moments, and uh, it was pleasant to watch. And there were some shenanigans with the Infinity Stones I didn't quite get, but like, okay, like cool. We'll go for it. Anthony, what would you think overall? Nailed it. I also enjoyed it. All right. I thought it was a, a lot of fun. I didn't think I wanted to see these episodes cross over like this, but now that they did, I, I didn't mind it at all. I liked seeing different, the old, you know, all the different versions of the characters from the prior episodes come in, and I liked the way they interacted yeah. with each other. You know, that, I think that's the best part of what Marvel does is they, you want to see each character and how they interact with each other. Cause you like, you enjoy all the characters. It was, I'll just start off or I'll just get this out of the way. It's a shame. And we never got the lost episode yeah. in this season. Okay. I know we're going to get yeah. it eventually, but it's super jarring to see yes. Gamora in this and that little cut scene with Gamora and Tony Stark. Um, so that's one of, that would probably be my, one of my only knocks is that because of COVID, we never got that episode and it really, it was weird. I was like, well, wait you. a minute. Where did, what happened? What was this? Oh, so there's a lost episode. This, so the Gamora and the Tony Stark, we see, we have never seen these characters before on this show. And it was right. All of a sudden you're like, what, who the fuck Gamora, which Gamora is this one? Uh, I can explain what happened. Uh, overall though, too, I, I thought it was very entertaining uh like you said i love seeing all of them finally get together interact there's an amazing battle scene there's some great plot twists uh and the animation fantastic and they did go back to every episode from the previous season it was somewhat touched on and now same with you anthony i was like i don't know if i wanted them building to something but shit when marvel builds to something they fucking do it right and this was them doing it right and it was super satisfying uh, and fun and crazy. So let's just work up to that Gamora moment because the beginning of the episode starts just like Winter Soldier. It's dope, except you got Peggy Carter in that timeline from the first episode. Uh, and her and Natasha are BFFs. And I, I loved the, the ribbing they were giving each other where she's like, nothing ever good comes after Bernard with accounting. I was like, oh, but poor Bernard. Nobody gives a great name. I know Bernard. Bernard from accounting. Anyway, she leaps off just like in the beginning of the movie, leaps off the plane. They're on that mission to get on that, that ship and she's fighting Batroc. Uh, when the watcher picks her for the team, just pops up and he's like, Peggy Carter, you've been chosen. Then we cut to the Dairy Queen where we last saw, what episode was that one? That was at the end of the Black the Panther episode. episode. Oh, T'Challa, T'Challa saw Star-Lord. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where uh, Ego has found Peter Quill and he's using him as the thousand year battery like he did in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, like he started to do. Uh, and then you hear the Guardians of the Galaxy music and T'Challa, Star-Lord and the Ravagers fly in, save him. And that's where Watcher plucks T'Challa for the team. 
Then we get to this episode we've never seen. It's interesting the details that we do see. We see Tony Stark in a Hulkbuster type armor, but it has Sakarian symbols on it, right? Uh, and you see E-Tree there, and his hands are fine. And you see Gamora wearing this battle armor, and they are melting down. And and Infinity she's wearing Gauntlet. Thanos's battle. She's armor. wearing Thanos's battle armor, and she has Thanos's fucking double bladed fucking sword, too. Uh, yeah, and they're melting down the Infinity Gauntlet, and Tony Stark's all, "We got to put a, a suit of armor around the universe, around the galaxy." How do we do that? His old the one line he always has goes back to. Then the Watcher shows up, and he says more interesting things. He goes, "Gamora, survivor of Sakar, killer of Thanos." You have been chosen. And the funniest part is Tony speaks up and he's like, not you, Stark. I want Gamora. It's the running joke in this entire what if that Tony's either getting killed or they just like they don't. need. So him. apparently, what do you know about this lost episode? This is one of the episodes that Tony I, I doesn't die and probably elevates him. Tell us about this lost episode. What you know. So, yeah, this is a lost episode. As we've been mentioning, basically due to COVID, they weren't able to complete this episode in time. And. From what I've gathered now, they they plan to release this next season. Yeah, they push to next season. So, spoiler alert, hit that. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to be spoiled. I heard a ahead. couple of different stories. I heard two versions of what it could well, be. I, from, what I, from what I gathered, um, Tony, at the end of Avengers 1, doesn't make it through the, the port. Like, when, he's, when he sacrifices himself to... Killed all the um, the Chitari. Chitari, sorry, yeah. he doesn't make it through. Remember that scene where the the portal's closing yep. and he can he they he makes it through he just, just in time. Makes it through, right? He doesn't make it through. Right. He's floating in space and he gets discovered, and apparently he gets taken to Sakar to battle in in the battle or whatever in the in the in the um, Coliseum, and then somewhere along the line they recruit Gamora as someone to fight against Tony. Maybe it's because Thanos is aware of Tony because Tony stopped his invasion. So she sent, he sends Gamora out to kill him. Right. But through either, either that or something else, they become connected and they team up probably team up to, yeah, like basically take over Sakaar. And then she, she realizes from Tony that Thanos, her dad is bad and, and she kills Thanos and stops him from ever even, getting after the infinity gauntlet and doing those things. So, uh, that, that's, that sounds like fun, but it, it, whoa, here's the question though. Like the excuse about COVID pushed it back. Like this is animation. Everybody's working on this at home. Why did COVID? Why did it, I don't think, I think they just said that. That may be well, a different reason. I don't know. Maybe. I just don't think they, I, I don't think you want to release or I don't think you want to, there's something that happened because you don't want to. This is very jarring in this episode. It is. At first, I didn't even realize no. it was a lost episode. So I was yeah. like, what? I literally had to look back. I'm like, did I miss an episode? What it feels like a very strange thing for Marvel to do is to release it without anything. They could have it, it it some somewhat. They might have to redo part of it because how are they going to play this next episode? I don't know how it's going to fit in. Uh, but there should have been 10 episodes. But instantly, I was like, wait a minute. Well, I, we've never seen this Gamora. What's going on? I can see them uploading a mini episode or something. It's like maybe whatever they have to kind of, they can cut it together with some like voiceover from the watcher to kind of stitch it together. They could have done something. Uh, yeah. That's what the rumor I heard too. The other, I can't remember what the other story was. It was at a different point. Tony is taken. I can't remember, but the main one was the one you said, which makes a lot of sense. He's got 
these Sakaar and marks all over him and stuff. Uh, so anyways, they get Gamora. She's on the team. Next person on the team, we jump into the Killmonger episode where war was about to happen. The U.S. was attacking Wakanda. War, seemingly war has begun. Everything's broken down. Pepper Potts and Shuri are on their way in the hallway to get T'Challa when the Watcher plucks him and he calls him Tony Stark's protege and killer. <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, why is he taking him? Uh, there's a reason. Then we cut to Party Thor's episode in Las Vegas. And here, Anthony, they actually kind of connected the scene. We thought, wait, what the fuck happened to that last scene in episode seven? Did, did they? I, I wrote down that it didn't make any sense. Because though. if you notice, Thor at this point in Vegas is fighting Ultron bots, the same bots that came in through the portal in that scene. It still kind of doesn't make sense. It's in, in that sense. So that, yes, Ultron's bots are there. But it still doesn't make sense why the Watcher was like know lived happily after after. Yeah. Oh, who's this? And then Ultron shows up. Like that's the first time he's seen him. When we clearly see in the last episode that he was aware of Ultron. He saw Ultron like taking over that universe and never did anything. So like for him to be surprised that Ultron shows up here, yeah, that part's it's still, still a little weird. That part still doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that was one of the shenanigans. That I was like, okay. what? Yeah. So the Ultron bots are there, and Thor having a great time knocking them around, and this Watcher plucking is hilarious because he can't even get party thor's attention he has to fucking grab him and pick him up and then he screams into the spot where they are just like in ragnarok where he screamed when he was strapped in the chair totally hilarious and he happens to have an ultron head with him that he brings to the gathering and the gathering they join dr strange supreme in an interdimensional old english pub from peggy's past that he built for them to have a little meeting and they can all drink uh, and figure out a plan. Uh, And the plan is that Gamora has this thing called an infinity crusher, which was probably also set up in that lost episode. Cause like, okay, you have an infinity crusher and the plan is to get her the soul stone. Uh, But Thor has some great lines where he's like, you know, I excel at attracting unwanted attention. That's how we get Ultron. (laughs) And that's his purpose. And the whole time Killmonger is just like caressing the Ultron head. He's just looking at it, staring at it. He wants to fuck that Ultron head so badly. Whoa. (laughs) You know, he wants to. I stick it up my asshole. That's what he wants to do with that Ultron (laughs) head. He's just. So then, okay. So they're all like, uh, there's a campfire. They're drinking and Thor uh, just splooges lightning. Like he said he would. And Ultron finds them. Uh, And then they have this first battle where Thor has a hilarious battle cry. It's Viva Las Vegas. And then he holds it for a really long time. I thought that shit was hilarious. You did? I did. You didn't think so? I, I, I really don't funny. give a shit. I thought it was funny. I was, I was fine. Viva was... Las Vegas. Anyways, you see cool things. Uh, Strange makes a bunch of Molinaires to fucking surround him. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the duplication. A lot of the Strange stuff was actually really neat. The, yeah. The animation and the spells were great. Uh, like the armor that he put on them. Yes. He, he does individual protection spells on everyone and it all kind of mimics who they are. Like you see T'Challa has a crown like he's the real king of Wakanda. So T'Challa in this is great. And I love when Killmonger meets T'Challa because he, he doesn't expect this T'Challa who's like a thief and not like a do-goody T'Challa like he knew. You know, it's surprising him. He's a thief. So he sneakily grabs the soul stone off Ultron mid-fight. And he's got that great line. He's like, never doubt sticky fingers. <laughs> uh, I love that. And then, the, and then Doctor Strange has another episode 
opens a portal, drops all of the Marvel zombies on top of Ultron. That was cool. Too. I like that yeah. a lot. To slow yeah. him down. And, cl- and he's like, it's strange is that the MVP dude, of this strange movie. is fucking right. He had everything down and he didn't even know the whole plan. And he did what he had to do. I mean, he's the one that even puts all the spells, you know, the protection spells like they would be nothing without. Oh, strange. yeah. Several times they would. He dropped a mountain on them and she's like, not a scratch. But then he's like, it's not the zombies. It's what came with them. And what came with them is Wanda. I knew they were holding her back for the something. That was awesome. We got to see zombie Wanda, and she starts attacking Ultron, but then stops because she kind of recognizes fucking vision underneath all that, and uh, that gives them uh, the opportunity to portal the fuck out of there, and they all end up in episode eight timeline uh, with uh, where the Natasha and Clint was. Yeah. So Black Widow, that Black Widow finds them. Doesn't trust him at first. Captain Carter is like, no, I know you. Here's your dad's name. Here's your mom's name. We're best friends. I got your back. And she's like, oh, you do know me. Uh, and then this is an amazing fight scene. This was like my one of my favorite parts of the episode where pretty much the strategy is everyone hit him with everything so he can't even, he doesn't have a t- chance to fucking react. Uh, Ultron blasts, like he, he sends like this world destroying magic at Dr. Strange who just swallows it. Oh shit. That was great. And then Peggy and uh, Natasha attacking at once with the shields kind of reminded me of civil war. Uh, And then they do that great thing where it's the the shot on the ground of the soul stone and you don't see the fight. You just see how close everyone's getting to the soul stone. I fucking love this fight scene was amazing. What do you guys think of this fight scene? I think it's one of the better ones in the whole fucking Marvel universe. Holy shit. It was so good. It was very good. It's one of those things where they're able to have a lot of fun with it, right? Because it's animated so they can get away with a little more and you're doing, you know, everyone's powers and, and having them interact in ways that is creative. What the, the best thing about what Marvel or in this episode, what they did is, you know, it's not just a punchy, punchy fight. Like they have everyone, using their powers in creative ways and interacting their powers in ways. Yeah. Everyone has a purpose and a use. Uh, And, but there is some of the, there's some more of the shenanigans rugs you mentioned where Ultron, he uses the time stone and freezes everybody except strange has a time stone and he like unfreezes it. And like the rules of the time, the whole, all the stones get kind of fuzzy here. Here's why here's some more shenanigans. Uh, and like there's the this universe, the stones don't explode or something. Yeah, I don't remember. so they do get. There's a great moment, first of all, where uh, Doctor Strange is. You see, I love this effect of the animation washing over him, and you see his demon form, his real form underneath, and the squid arms come out because he is absorbed. Remember, he's absorbed all these fucking demons, and he they're all part of him. I love that effect. It looked tight. So they get him. They finally get him down, and it's a lot like when. They pin Thanos down in the movie. Yeah, uh, they're all holding them down. They're all holding them down with magic chains and shit. And the little infinity crusher crap thing goes up there, gets all the things, and there's an explosion. And you think it worked. And Thor is like, is that it? Is it over? Did we get it? No, you didn't get it. Because fucking Ultron's right there. And he's like, oh, the stones act slightly different in every universe. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, you can write your way out that way, I guess. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it makes sense, but then eh, I guess it's just one of those like they're dancing around it because the time stones work the same, but now the soul stone you can't destroy it in this universe. I guess I guess if you really think about it, 
you can do the mental gymnastics to get oh, around it. This is convenient. That's a yeah. little convenient piece of writing, but whatever. I'll give it to him because it was a I get, fucking dope scene. I guess some scene. stones work the same, some don't. Yeah, who knows? Whatever. Who knows? It was a dope scene, and it you know it worked for what they needed it. So what's the play now? Black Widow still has the arrow with Armin Zola in it. And another great scene where she needs Peggy's help and Dr. Strange's help. They're all fighting back uh, off the motorcycle, jump in the air, fires the arrow into vision's eye ultron's eye as peggy pulls his helmet back and zola is now in uh ultron and he goes down it's is it over no it's not over because immediately killmonger has done fuck all this whole time if you notice he walks up he has the ultron head and he's connected with the vibranium he the stones float out the ultron suit floats off and transfers on top of killmonger and now he's fucking killmonger ultron with the Infinity Stones. And he has a good reason. He's like, I, uh, the Watcher owes us this. We should be using these stones to help our realities, our timelines. You really can't argue with that. Right. It's still not over. As Vision's body pops up with Armin Zola behind him. And he's like, I want that fucking suit back. This is mine. They end up locked in this tug-of-war cosmic battle with the stones floating between them. Each of them pulling. They're not going anywhere. And at this point, this is a great plot twist. I didn't see this coming. Doctor Strange realizes the real plan that we were never meant to stop them. You needed to just separate the stones from the body. This was the plan the whole time. And he traps them in a little dark dimension bubble like he made at the end of his episode. Uh, And then he tells the Watcher, you knew this all. You knew every choice that was going to happen, didn't you? You knew this was all that there was going to be a betrayal and that Zola was going to come back. Oh, and you see Zola's stomach face finally. Geek boner. We get Armin <laughs> Zola as stomach face, which is a great little Easter egg. So Watcher asks Strange, can you keep an eye on this little pocket dimension? And he's like, I got time. What else am I doing? Uh, and he begins to return all the team back to their realities. Most of the returns are happy, like Thor is back. He's, he gets to be with Jane Foster. Peggy hesitates. She goes, can I just go back to be with Steve? You know, and the watcher is like, your time needs you. And she unselfishly, she's like, she agrees. And she goes back to her present time where they do need her. And then widow who comes from a timeline that's completely destroyed. There's nothing there. She's like, I'm not going back. She's pissed at the watcher because she thinks they're just stories for his entertainment. And he goes, no, your stories, you they are everything to me. They are his lifeblood, really. And he brings her to the only episode we didn't see was the one where what if all the Avengers were killed, where Hank Pym killed all of them. He brings her to that reality because they don't have a Black Widow. And they, mm. and they land right on a helicarrier. You hear the Avengers music. Nick Fury's there. Loki's there. Remember at the end of that one, they had he had found the shield. So Captain America is there and Captain Marvel. So the only two Avengers they have at the moment. And it's a great reunion. And Fury's... They could have totally used this to backdoor her into the regular MCU. I think they will. I think Captain this is, Carter? Th- no, n- uh, Natasha, Black Widow. Oh, right, right. This is how Black Widow can come back into live action. This Black Widow from this other universe. And Fury is yeah. like, you're not mine, Natasha, but you got her spirit. Uh, and he accepts her. And then there's, for the first time, a mid credit scene uh, where Black Widow shows Carter what the cargo that they were 
hijacking what it is and what is it it's a fucking it's the hydra stomper from her episode and she goes there is someone inside and the someone is alive if you look at the readouts there is life readings so is it steve are they going to winter soldier him instead of bucky Hmm. uh this is what hydra slash shield because remember nick fury sent captain america no nick fury sent batrock there what? Because he knew Hydra was secretly running S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's the one who hired Batroc to steal what they were transporting so he right, could find right, right. out what it was. In, in Winter Soldier. In Winter Soldier. Yeah, he hired, he undercover hired Batroc, but Batroc didn't know it was Nick Fury and, he, and then he sent Black Widow to steal what Black uh, what Batroc Which was the cargo steal. was data, right? Is that what they were it was, it was the data about, yeah, it was the data about how S.H.I.E.L.D. It's been infiltra- infiltrated. Yeah, yeah. But, but infiltrated by Hydra. So right? now it's this Hydra stomper. Uh, right. But, I mean, satisfying ending, some fun loose threads. Like, they didn't really tell us what happens in some of the other, like, what happens after in the universes, but I like how they touched on all of them. I feel like it, it closed out the series well, you know? It doesn't need to do more than that. No, it it did what it needs to do, which is give us some good action and some good plot twists. Like this was just a bone. Like you didn't need to do this. You didn't need to combine all these stories. They could all have existed on their own. So this was just kind of like a a little fun thing to do that was nice that we didn't even know we wanted. That was kind of fun. So and most of it tracks. There's a couple of plot holes here and there, a couple of big ones, but whatever. Right, of course. Yeah. But I, I mean, overall. I did really enjoy it. I thought it was a lot of fun, as mentioned earlier, with all the characters interacting. They didn't, as Rug said, they didn't have to do this, but they did it, and it was it was pretty much well executed for the most part. Some things still don't make you know a ton of sense. I do think that Captain Carter will eventually show up in the MCU. Yes. I think I think they really like Haley Atwell. I think they like that character. I'm just gonna get into like overall like what if like what I thought of what if. For the most part, I thought What If was okay. I thought it was good. I never found it to be appointment television. I think the best episodes of What If are when they go crazy and they really do some you know wacky things with the characters and they put characters in, in situations that you never thought you'd want to see, such as T'Challa as, as Star-Lord or um, whatchamacallit, like the Marvel Zombies I thought was fun. Yeah. You know, there, there, there are some sta- like there were some hits and there's misses, yeah. and I think. Overall, I think that's kind of what you're going to get with a what if is that some of these things are probably going to knock out of the park and some of these things you're going to go like it, it's I don't think it's going to appeal to everyone because every episode is its own thing. You know, they, they happen to just cross over everything at the end. And that's why I think the last episode was just fun because they, they crossed over everything. But um, I think this is just kind of the tone we'll see with what if going forward is some episodes you'll like some you won't. Yeah, yeah. I think. That's kind of the intent with Marvels, and I don't think you're supposed to like all of these episodes. I feel like that. What if the comics were not appointment comics either? <laughs> you weren't like, clamoring for them. They were just a nice little bonus that you'd see. Oh, I like this character. I like this story. Let me pick this one up. Um, I don't know anybody who was like, "What if?" Like you know, that was their favorite thing. I'm, so, I'm sure somebody out there is going to be like, "No, I loved it." I must collect every issue of what. But if. I'm just telling you my experience yeah. of the way I viewed it when I went to the store. Like, I don't think anyone that I knew that was going in the store at the time was like talking about what ifs um, as like the best thing. I mean, it would be these cute things that we would refer no, to. It so, was the kind of book that if that month like it was something you were into, you're like, "Oh, I'm going to get this one." But yeah. it wasn't every every time. Yeah, exactly. So. 
I think that it stayed true to that. Like some of these I could take, some things I could I could like discard. It doesn't really. Um, that's why I thought it was going to be. Um, I did. I did. I did get surprised by the fact that they did this like interwoven uh, thing, uh, which I said they, did, they didn't need to do. And so I, I, I guess it's ambitious, but it's also like. I think Marvel leans on that. It's Everything their being thing. Inter- I mean, interconnectivity. It, yeah, it's what they started, like with the first Iron Man movie. It's their thing. It's yeah. Their brand. So then you get like the last few episodes. They don't get resolutions because of that, and that kind of weakens those individual episodes. But then if you put them into context, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But even now, they're still missing a big missing piece. I think the worst thing that Marvel did, and this is like whatever you might not t- think it's that big of a deal, but like I feel like. They started fucking around with the Infinity Stones, and you know, like now that they don't, they don't seem mm. like not only that, like they've seen them de- defeated so many times. It gets muddy. And you've, yeah, you've seen them like be downgraded and say that they're in in one universe they're powerful. One, you know, it's yeah. like I thought these things are the most fucking powerful things in any universe. There's like these things that were just beyond universes. They were like beyond everything. They were the stones of creation. You know, yeah. of that created everything. So. I don't know. I felt like they, they weakened that whole thing. And they even did it in the other series, too. So they got to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, well, I think it's their way of just kind of getting over the stones and now moving on to something else. But I do agree they've they've kind of just shit all over the stones. Um, yeah, but how do you like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, how do you establish something for like years? Mm-hmm. In 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 their phase one, two, and three, and then like all of a sudden we're done with it's completely that. Meaning, meaningless. Forget about that. We're done with that. We're moving on. Yeah. I, I, the only thing is, I don't think a ton of people. I don't think as many people are watching What If, so I think they they might for the completest. Like, yeah, it's definitely going to yes. annoy us for a lot. Most people, I don't know. If, I, I I feel like just in talking to my friends, I don't feel like the buzz around What If, like that they saw around other shows. I don't know. If, like the casual fans are watching. So what if. that's yeah. my, that's my question. That absolutely the buzz is different. Do you think this is a successful show for Marvel Disney Plus, or do they even care that nobody's watching? Well, I don't know. If nobody's watching, but I think overall, it's. I mean, what were they trying to accomplish? They were trying to prove they can do animation. Yeah, and they were they were trying to tell fun what if story yep. so if if it's by those two things and they had you know the voice actors for they had the the cast come back for most of these roles so did they nail the animation i think it's fine i think, I it's, think very I I think think it's very good i think it's good so job. They, they nailed that yep. the what if episodes if you take them one by one are kind of hit or miss yep. but they had some fun episodes so they did okay there and then they brought all the actors back and it's you know for most of it so I think they, that's a win too. I think yeah. I think that's a win for them. Yeah. And especially after Loki, they get to play with the multiverse idea. They keep that in people's minds. Clearly, this is a big deal moving forward. Let me ask a question here. If uh, let me ask Anthony because he's the least anime or animation like yep. lover of all of right. us. I'll watch animation all day long. Sure. It doesn't bother me. I actually prefer that medium because. It's devoid of constriction. Like you could really just do anything. And I love, that's what I love about comics. That's what I love about animation. Um, Would some, would you want to watch more things done in this style where you're like, uh, it didn't really make a believer out of you. 
Um, for me, if as long as the animation style isn't distracting, mm. I'm fine with it. So this one didn't really distract me. At some point, at, at points, I actually found it to be like, oh, this is kind of visually engaging, a little bit more visually engaging than some of the other stuff I've seen. So overall, I just... Like I mentioned, if it, if if there's something that stands out in a bad way, then I'll notice. Mm-hmm. But for me, this was just kind of like, eh. Like if they changed the animation style for the next one, I'd be like, okay. Like I wasn't in, <laughs> I I wasn't think, in love with it. I think that there's room for growth. I think there, that yeah. they haven't really nailed it yet. Yeah. They, I think they're they're getting close. I think a lot of the models, uh, the character models look uh, uh, boilerplate at best. Some of them, and some of them are like they could use better. Like some models look better than others. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There's some shit that is amazing, and then there's some like just iffy shit, you know. Yeah. So they need to get a handle on that, and and the lighting and the textures a little bit more because some of that stuff looks a little bit too, you know, rinky dink. So, but overall, I think if they were to do more shows like this, and like they add up to being a movie. Like you do, I don't know, how many half hours do you get to make two hours or what are two and a yeah, half hours? Yeah. I don't know. But you make like a, like a legit movie that's episodic, but it all stands alone as one story and blah, blah, blah. Or even a 90 minute you, feature like this would be fucking, yeah, that'd be amazing. You can do a lot with yeah. this whole idea. And I think that, as I said, we just watched a couple of uh, great fucking entertaining scenes, like fight scenes yeah. with like explosions and like two episodes back to back of great. like, just knock down, drag out fights and shit. So I was into that. So uh, I would like to see more. Okay. With that said, let's just close with this favorite episodes for you guys. Rugs, what were your favorites? I think this is my favorite episode just for action sake. Yeah. And then uh, I, I do like the Doctor Strange episode a lot. Yeah. And uh, just because it was so poignant. And uh, I can't even remember any of the other. Well, okay, <laughs> here, bit, here, real quick. What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? T'Challa, Star Lord. That was fun. The world. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes, where all the Avengers die before their Avengers? That was all right. Yeah. Doctor Strange uh, lost his heart instead of his hands. Zombies. Killmonger rescued Tony Stark. Thor were an only child. And then what if Ultron won? What if the Watcher broke his oath? I like the other one with with. Uh... With Iron Man and Killmonger, that was good too. Yeah, I mean, uh, my favorite were these last two episodes, the Doctor Strange episode, absolutely. Uh, and uh, what's another one? Yeah, I mean, the comedy episode was all right. The, you know what? The one with Hank Pym, I may have to watch again because there was some good things there. Anthony, your favorites? I think there's a little to take out of all the ep- like. There's some good things and some bad things to take out of every episode. Like, I think none of them are perfect. I think some are better than others. I still consider the Ch- T'Challa being Star-Lord as my most fun. That's a great one, too, yeah. Because uh, that, that was so wacky. I think, in retrospect, the Doctor Strange one is the best one. Because mm-hmm. um, that one is very emotionally uh, engaging and leaves you with a... It's just the ending. It's just like it leaves so you dark. like thinking yeah. about stuff. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's so good. You know, it you, kind of puts you, as the kids say, puts you in a mood. <laughs> puts, you in your, yeah. puts you in your feelings. Yeah. It hits different. Oh. That's what all the kids would say about this. Uh, the <laughs> zombies one is probably like the one that gets the most pub, I would say. I think retrospect now the thor one i thought was actually pretty fun the, yeah the, the um, comedy special that was the com- these last one. two were were good mm-hmm. i think this one this i was so if i mean i'm just saying that everything's good <laughs> um 
the strange one is the, is is the best one. I'll put it like the strange one's the best one. The Black Panther one is my most favorite, and then this one we just watched would probably be my second most favorite. I just can't get over it. Real it, it to me it real the completest to me is really affected by the fact that they, we didn't see a Gamora. Yeah, they came episode. out of nowhere it's and so, they put her on the so team. It's so jarring. Yeah, yeah. You're like I don't, so jarring I don't even that know scene. this character, and yeah, I know. I was like, why are they rushing past this whole thing? And I and you know, even think stop to think about there was a missing episode I, I had no idea there was a missing episode until i saw it and then i i like googled it i in the middle of the show i paused it i'm like did i miss You're something like, what the fuck is this i was like when was gamora even in yeah, these shows yeah. and then and then i like went down the rabbit hole of oh like it, i literally paused the episode and was like oh there's a lost episode yeah. this makes a lot more sense apparently like in the in there's a lot of like animated shows and random like sitcoms that have lost episodes. Oh yeah, too. yeah. There's lost pilots. There's sometimes they're taken off the air. That's a good. Right. That's a great rabbit hole to dive down. The yeah, lost I, I almost went down the sitcoms. rabbit, rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, there's some crazy ones. I, I mean, I think yeah. I despite the buzz not being like it was for their live action shows. Uh, overall, like it was a, a great, great time, and like they do, like their last thing is always the best thing. Like the last two episodes are the best because there's always a build up and everything connects. But uh, yeah, it's good. I'm excited for season two or to see some of these people in live action would also be exciting. Apparently, from what I've read, I'm just looking at like how popular What If was according to the streaming aggregator Real Good, okay. which has two month, two million monthly users. Okay. And measured each Marvel show by percentage of streaming and engagement shares on their platform okay. among the most, the hundred most watched shows. Loki was first best Whoa. for them. Whoa. WandaVision was next, and then What If was was third after that. So it beat out beat uh, out Falcon, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Why is everybody not? That show had some good shit, but I don't even know if it was it was my least favorite out of the three. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Interesting. So maybe people were watching it. Loki captured nine point two share percent. WandaVision seven point six. Uh what if six point nine Falcon and six nine. Falcon and Winter Soldier five point four. But they were measuring like the first premiere episode. Oh, okay. Well wow. we uh in a month we will get Hawkeye, the next uh series from Marvel. Disney. Do we want to rank what if amongst the other shows? Uh yeah. Even though it's animated, oh, a little different. This is hard. Okay, who wants to go oh, first? Geez. Fuck. You know what? I may. Hmm, I may go. Shit. It's tough. I know that. I may go. Wandavision, Loki. Uh, what if above Frank, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier? There's an argument to be made for that. <laughs> for that. Oh, I don't know where those last two go. I don't know. I flip flop. I'm having a tough time. I would go. Wandavision, Loki. I might still rank Falcon and Winter Maybe. Soldier, but I could make the argument that What If yeah. is better. Well, yeah, I think What If is actually better, but What If is such a different thing. Like What If is it's its own thing. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no other show that you get to play with every character right. and like right. him do whatever you want, and it kind of not matter. And it's animated. Yeah. And, yeah. Rugs, what would you what would you say? I feel like they're all tied for last place. Oh shit! Oh shit! Lame. He's still waiting for his favorite. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my favorite. It's be I, I did Marvel. like. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to think of like. Well, Wandavision was the one that I was like, okay, I gotta watch this show. Like, I gotta watch like the like the whole pressure to watch it and like the idea of like, okay, I gotta watch this show. It's the first Marvel show. There was like so much hype to that. Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't feel that at all, you know, after like, I mean, even Loki, I was like, I forgot it was on. And <laughs> I forget about what if, like, I was like, I had to remind myself, oh, watch this, like, watch mm-hmm. this at some point. I, yeah, so, you know, that's a good point. Even though I put it third, it was my least, like, have to watch right away show oh, for sure. out of all of them. So this should be fourth. I don't know. I think for me, a big part of that is just the fact that it's animated. Yeah. Like, there's something for me, like. Rugs loves animation. I love animation. I you love yeah, animation. I, I'm not as big a fan, obviously, as a, of animation. So, even though it's still canon to the to the MCU, like it's a cartoon. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just it, mentally, it's just that that mental gymnastics of like it's not the same as what I've been watching. Like even like when you guys are talking about like Star Wars and you're like, oh, Clone Clone Wars is canon. I'm like, is it though? But, but it's, <laughs> but it's. I mean, they got the same voices here, even, and it's still. I know, and it's still like matter. it doesn't. It just doesn't. <laughs> I just don't make that connection. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange beast, but fun nonetheless. All right. I think there's a lot of people that probably are like, that. yeah, the, yeah, they'll sure. just never. They'll never consider the animation on a that thing. same. Yeah, on uh, the same level at least. And it is. It I mean, be. it's definitely it's its own art. I mean, watch Akira. Watch the movie Akira, dude. That is cinematic as fuck. It's good. Uh, there's people yelling Japanese names. I mean, I really liked Iron Giant. I yeah. like I like some of the stuff DC did. I mean, there's some amazing animated, uh, you know, stuff with some depth. So look, I love good animation, yeah. it, and you can really do some beautiful shit that that maybe you could do now because everything's animated like technically when you're going to watch a marvel movie you're really watching like something that's like 70 percent animated. pretty much yes it's mm-hmm. all computer you know, you're watching animation. an animated yeah. movie that's yeah. just people yeah. stitched in there yeah so an animated film is able to do everything and that's why effects have gotten so good and now we're able to do a lot of this stuff and so whatever at some point it's going to be like you know, the same exact thing. They're going to be like synonymous. They're going to be like a regular movie. And animation You're not going to be able to tell. Yes. Like yeah. they're going to like be able to do 3d animation. That's so realistic. Yeah. You won't even need actors anymore. No, and you'll be able to bring all the dead actors back or people who are older, yeah, younger. So, and you won't even know. And we're not that far away. Yeah. There's a new engine that just came oh, out. We're very close to you not being uh, able to tell what's fucking real at right. all. Now, what if did give us some beautiful shit? I will say throughout this thing, there's some beautiful shots. There's some beautiful artistry. Uh, really well done. So. For what it's worth, sixty minutes did a special yesterday on the deep fake stuff and how that technology is just—I mean, it's just insane now. Oh, like, yeah. You don't even need the actors. Yeah, yeah, no, and it grows. It gets the facial better. Facial recognition, like every- recognition. Dude, this yeah. is fucking Skynet. This is the AIs getting this ready to Matrix. take over. Yes, this is the beginning, people. They literally <sighs> will just cast someone to like act like the actor. Yeah, but then they're like the the. The a uh, the deep fake technology is so good that like it can analyze angles of people of that actor's faces and yep. every facial and expression rec- they've recreate. made and then, and then recreate it for like the way they s- speak their syntax. And that, I mean that's pretty much how they had uh, Mark Hamill as young Luke, uh, even though he was like, there. They shot a young. Guy. I was Brad Pitt or somebody, yeah. and I was just like, "Well, I want to go in, and I'm going to, I want to preserve myself, like uh, digitally. Yeah, uh, upload my I'm consciousness." I'm going to go in. No, I'm going to go in and have them photograph me from every angle. I'm going to say all the words. I'm going to make every expression that I can. I'm going to I'm going to give them one seamless round of 
so I could be used in perpetuity, yeah. in perpetuity, yep. like it's oh, possible, yeah. like forever. And then he can, it could be like you pay my grandkids, you pay my estate, all the money goes there. Yeah. I'm gonna stop acting when I'm dead. I can it, still be in movies. It's they, the end of that episode of 60 Minutes. I don't know why I was watching 60. Minutes. 60 Minutes is great, but at the end of that episode, the the anchor, it's it's the African American guy. I don't know his name. He literally they have they show him on screen and he says like a few sentences and he and he. In the, in the sentences he goes, I was never recorded saying these things. Oh shit! They literally, he's like, just, that's not me. They just literally took my face, put the words on me. They could re, re- mimic, mimic, mimic my wow. voice, and literally, he's like, at the end, he's like, so at some point, I could just be like, yeah, I'm not coming into work today. Just use my animation <laughs> yeah. to say what I need to say. Load the script because you can and load you in the script and then yeah. into the face and it'll say, holy it. shit. Oh, shit. Why do you even need a person then? You could just make it look like whatever. I guess you need that information. I just remember a long time ago, this movie came out. I think it was called Simone. Oh, yeah. Al, Al, yeah. Al Pacino, with Al Pacino and a robot lady. Where, where he creates this virtual person yeah. and puts her in every movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And I was right. like, that'll never happen. She, and, and I'm like, she, it's happening. Doesn't she like win an Oscar, an award? And yes. like, this girl doesn't exist. She's completely. Yes. Yeah, that's well, a good movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> Now, to make this kind of a little dark, the, the a lot of the controversy around the deep fake obviously is you know you're using the actors' likenesses or yeah. whatever. But the, there's a lot of this deep fake stuff on the on the dark web on the porn industry. Yeah. So they're of they're throwing yeah. like Scarlett Johansson's oh, face yeah. or like you, yeah. yeah, you could see these you could see these deep fake celebs get get boned. Oh yeah, there's probably a deep fake of you, Anthony, out there. Dude, porn. Oh, Not that I made one myself. <laughs> I have to load it up on this USB drive. <laughs> Porn is where all technological advancement starts. I am so sure of this. They are the ones who jumped on VR first. Yeah. They do everything first, and then it They're goes They're motivated. Out. Yes. That's the, I mean, the, there's people have deviant minds and want to see some weird shit. This is where innovation comes from. Deviant sexual minds is where we get technological advancement. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Ah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> Dude, they, I'm, they, listen, there was, there was the first DVDs. It was the first VHS tapes. It's always porn, people. Uh, let's do some news from the nation. It's not for news from, from the, the nation. nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's... Stinks! It stinks! It stinks! Bob Brasky on Twitter sent us a comment uh, in response to our last episode, the Venom Let There Be Carnage review. Carnage, eh? Carnage, where you know the best part of that movie again. Spoiler! <laughs> spoiler alert! You haven't seen it. Is the post-credit scene, the mid-credit scene that dumps Venom into the fucking MCU? Oh shit! Craziness. Uh, but Bob Brasky. Because I thought this this moment was when Doctor Strange is making this spell in what we see in the trailer in No Way Home. That was my guess. Bob Brasky brings up a good point. He says the mid-credit Venom scene would not be after Doctor Strange messes up the spell because J. Jonah Jameson is still aware of who Spider-Man is. Uh, he goes, I'm confused. So... Hmm. Well, that's a good point because we. Well, the spell doesn't work. Obviously, maybe he maybe the spell talks and ruins. It. Maybe the spell didn't work, and nobody yeah. forgets that he is actually Spider. Probably screwed up the spell. Well, it, it's a it's a good point though. Maybe we'll see. 
There's two other moments it could be, and that he brought this up too, and this is what I was thinking. The only other two other moments is at the end of Loki when Sylvie kills he who remains and the universe starts splitting and cracks. Or is this something Wanda is a part of at the end of her series when she's fucking around? I think when the timeline cracks, that would be when everything would happen. Everything would go crazy. It has to be in a Spider-Man movie. Oh, that's a good point. It has to be in a Spider-Man movie. Oh, shit. Because they don't want to fuck in with any of the other shit. Yeah. Mm, Maybe the spell didn't work. Okay, Bob Brassley. Sony doesn't want everyone running out and watching Loki. That's a that's That's not going to get money off that. Uh, That is a fucking good point. It's got to be something in that movie. Come on, guys. It's got to be with with yeah with Doctor Strange. It's got to be with Doctor, but it's fucking around and maybe it doesn't. You're always so sharp on everything. I you know I'm just exploring other options. Okay, let's finish up with what are we watching? Uh, no surprise, I watched a bunch of shit. What did you watch, Imran? Because I know you watch a lot of you shit. You want me to start? Let's start with Anthony because he doesn't watch anything, so it's quicker. Oh, did you watch anything, I am four and a half episodes into Squid Game. Oh, shit. oh, nice. And what are your thoughts? I'm hooked. I like it. It's good, I'm, right? I'm hooked. I, I think. I think. We can commit to what reviewing it next week. Uh, absolutely. Abs- oh, next. I finished. It. Oh, you did. Okay. It's on Squid Game Review next fucking week. I'm so down and I'm so elated. Holy shit, Anthony. Uh, yeah. And are you spacing it out <laughs> or are you? Because uh, it's dark, uh, man. You can't. It's hard to binge this thing. I've done an episode a day yesterday. I did two. So I'm so I'm really into it right now. So I might. You know, try to do it as fast as possible. Okay, no. I might try to, you know, get it in as fast as possible. Get it in fast and get out quick because you got to let it dry. That's right. important. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Next, I don't know what we could do next week. Now we know. Geek Boner. Squid Game is on. Talking nerd. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. Let's do that <laughs> now. I can't wait. Can you hear Ruggs just laughing like a little girl? Because like Imran said an inside joke. I caught it. Oh, yeah. It Nobody's going to get that joke about it. You no, got to let we, it try. Me and like two other people. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, fantastic. Uh, Ruggs, what do you watch? I also watch Squid Games. Right on. And I. And, and that was fun. Um, did I watch anything else? Oh, fucking uh, the Dave Chappelle Netflix yes, the Closer. Chappelle's final Netflix special came out oh, last boy. week. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm just going to say I was fucking dying, crying, laughing, and uh, it's very good. And there's a story at the end that's fucking crazy. It's gotten a lot of controversy he said it was going to get a lot of controversy, yeah. and it happened. Well, yeah, that was his goal, I yes. guess. I think a lot of people from different communities are up in arms about what he said, and he did say some things that were a little bit off-putting. All right, well, I, I agree, but I don't also agree that they're going. A lot of people are saying that he shouldn't be allowed to say anything because it's inciting violence, and I don't think anything that he said particularly was going to incite violence. I think it was just more like of a person who doesn't really understand, doesn't get it. So I don't know. It's, I thought it was very funny and I not, not, I don't think it's his funniest, but I do think that his storytelling is at an all time. Oh high. yeah. It's gotten better. And he's become, he's always was a good storyteller and all of the specials kind of connect. Like it's a great final piece to the earlier Netflix specials that he made. Well, I think he spent a lot of time like kind of reflecting back on what he said in the past and doubling down or explaining it, adding context to it. And that was fine. But as I said, is was it funny? Like laugh out loud, 
Dave Chappelle that you know. No, it was more like kind of like he was using this special to kind of make his point that in his mind, he's not anti anything. He's just whatever. He's feels certain, certain ways about it. And we should all be able to kind of be in a room and, and, and get along, even if we don't agree on everything. The, the whole series has kind of been this back and forth conversation. Like he puts out the first one and he gets a bunch of shit in conversation. And then the second one, he addresses that. And then he gets new shit on the second one. And then this one, he's addressing the whole ball of everything. And he's kind of like working out his understanding on stage. Uh, but, uh, I, I thought it was live. I was fucking, there was parts. He's saying shit. Only Dave Chappelle could say right now, I guess, which is fucking, that's some crazy shit. Look, it's, it's definitely something that you're not going to hear. Yeah. Nobody else say this shit. Uh, anyone say he, he put, but the, he, the things he put thought into how he said it, I guess, um, he, whatever his goal was. He's gotten people pissed. He's got people now defending him. He's got people all over the place, all over the map. It's become a story. So I think that whatever he intended to get out of it, whether it's PR or to kind of just go out on this crazy note of, of like kind of fucking the backlash, whatever he gets for saying whatever he says. So I don't know. I just think it's still something unique and, um, conversation worthy i guess yeah. it will spark a conversation i don't know what side you're gonna end up on or where you're gonna if you're gonna think that he's a complete asshole and he should never have a comedy special he goes again, hard or, though uh he's like this is my last one i'm going hard let's go or and if he goes you think hard. that he was valid and in, in, he has a right to have his opinions of course he does it's it's so, art he's an artist yeah. so yeah and whether what he's saying is is hateful or not i don't know that's everybody to determine i you know i don't know some people can say yes obviously it's definitely something interesting yeah. that i watched um i did not see the ted lasso finale ah, there was yet. that ted lasso season finale it's pretty good the whole show is good a lot, of, a lot of crazy shit happens of course as you would expect i did not watch why the last man okay why the last man is very good i've been following it and here something notable to our show rugs i'll let you know the the latest episode has boobies in it and not just one pair of boobies there is all shapes and sizes of boobies so you know the show is it one or two uh, many there's many boobies. No, I'm saying is it oh, what, they do, pair of they, boobies they, so or there's single boobies? They brought up you kind of meet the Amazons that you talked about. They they brought oh, they, they brought that up. But all these women had both of their boobies. Well, yeah, basically mm. the setup of the show is all the men die, everyone of the Y chromosome dies one day, and women are left to take over and be in charge. So there's like a, a room where they all bathe and shower and they just kind of do it together. And they're just walking around. Just boobies hanging out. Nope. There's there's Bush. Like this show and everything. I think it was this show. They showed it. I was like, oh my God. Wow. So yeah, they're just all different shapes and sizes of boobies you can watch on Why the Last Man, if that's a bonus for anyone. Yeah, there's no way that they're shaving their legs anymore. No, why would you? There's there's no men. Why what's the point? Why do it to be on? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Could be a preference. Uh, so I watched that. The Ted Lasso finale is great. This Wu Tang show now is finally going to what I wanted. They they've recorded "Protect Your Neck." They're trying to get the record on airplay. There's the one moment if if you know the Wu Tang story where uh, it's Kid Capri. I think Kid Capri, who had a radio show 
one of them finally plays Protect Your Neck on like the biggest New York hip hop station and their lives changed. So it's been it's so good. I fucking love this Wu Tang show now. I wasn't in first season, second season, it's amazing. I caught up with the third season, the Doom Patrol. Also very good. This is a great show. It's so crazy. And it's fun. Great characters. Anthony, I did watch a sports documentary. Oh. Yeah, on Netflix, there's this docuseries called Untold. There's like a five of them, and they're all like different sports stories, crazy sports stories. The one I watched is called Crimes and Penalties. It is about in 2004, during the NHL lockout in the UHL League, this dude named Jimmy Galante, who was had a waste management company in Danbury, Connecticut. You know what that means, right? He's mafia. Mm-hmm. He's actually part of the Genovese family. Jimmy Galante buys this team that to bring some hockey to Danbury, Connecticut. He buys this team to give to his 17-year-old son to run and manage. Whoa. Yes, and this kid is like he wears a, he's got a big gold chain, large shirts, saggy pants, but he's like this fucking punk kid. Mm-hmm. It's not Mike Rips. It's he's not Mike Rips. Oh, he's from Danbury? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, this kid rem- this kid reminded me a lot yeah! like, of, of Mike Rips, AJ Galante. So a couple of interesting things. They say in this documentary that Gal- this family is actually what David Chase based the Sopranos on. His son is named AJ. He's a waste management company, just like fucking Tony Soprano. And the twists and the crazy things that happen in this story are fucking wild. It's so entertaining. And you have surprising feelings at the end for Jimmy Galante and his son, AJ. Hmm. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It's quick. It's like under an hour and a half. And it's so, and I was like, this really fucking happened. Get the fuck out of here. Like they, they got the biggest bruisers and goons. They, they call themselves the Danbury trashers. And the logo, the mascot was like a garbage can with uh, hands and hockey sticks. And they just, <laughs> they just drafted these bruisers. The very first game Opening night, first game season, the guy, uh, the owner, Jimmy, goes to this big bruiser. He goes, as soon as the puck drops, you drop your gloves. <laughs> this was <laughs> So the whole season starts with this bloody brawl. There's blood on the ice. People are loving it. They get huge. They only last one season. You find out why. It's fucking great. By the way, wow. yeah, in the meantime, the FBI is investigating this whole thing the whole time. Sounds like it's fun. fucking great. What a great mm. story. And then the last thing I wanted to mention you is only I watched that one. Particular I just episode? watched that one. I'm going to watch the other ones because gotcha. it sounds great. The other stories sound like they're they're these quirky stories you wouldn't have heard of, you know. Uh, so I will check out the rest of the series. But that one, someone's like, you got to watch this. It's literally the Sopranos meets hockey. Like they're like the Sopranos. It was fucking amazing. Amazing. And then the last thing is Apple TV's new sci fi show Foundation based on uh, Isaac Asimov's novels. Uh, I've watched the first three episodes and this is fucking, this pretty good. There's a lot of money in this show. Oh my God. It looks amazing. Yeah. I was like, kind of see, I I'm aware of the foundation series by Isaac Asimov and it kind of like this fucking very dense. Yes. <laughs> novels. Yeah. So far the world building and yeah. the way they're explaining it has been working. I've never read it, but the first three episodes they set it up and some of the shit spans like hundreds of years and it cuts forward and you yeah, uh, it's it, and then it, the there's a uh, the people who who are in charge are called the empire. This is it's really interesting. It kind of it's like ancient Rome in space kind of drama. 
people are saying this could be the next uh, uh, Game of Thrones. But the yeah. the Empire is it's a uh, three dudes all cloned from this original dude, but they're at different ages. There's a little boy clone, and he's brother Dawn. There is a grown adult clone, and he's brother Day. And then there's an older man, he's brother Dusk. And they all grow up, and then they shift to the next thing. And they're all this one clone of this one guy who started this empire. And then the foundation is this whole other thing to save the universe and humanity. Uh, they're making an encyclopedia. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's <laughs> the, yeah, it's pr- pretty much. The world will be saved by an encyclopedia. They want an encyclopedia for when the world is over, that everything isn't uh, lost, all of man's knowledge, right. basically. I think this is all um, a kind of an allegory to um, what the Romans tried to do with the Library of Alexandria uh-huh. and their various other libraries. That makes they were sense. trying to re- preserve all of the knowledge that they had amassed at that point from being in this empire. But already in the first three episodes, some fucking shocking twists and it, it, it looks amazing. And yeah, the, it's, it's the world building is good. It makes sense. You get to meet these characters. I'm digging it. I'm digging the foundation on Apple TV plus. I might check it out. So it's not boring. I was just fearing it was going to be super boring. No, no, I was, uh, I was into it. It starts with like a weird mystery and then it gives you the backstory and you're like, Oh, okay. I still got to watch for all mankind. Oh, for all mankind is fantastic. There's too much shit right now, by the way, Too many things that's going on to watch. And it's hard for me to keep up. So I'm just, I just glad I got squid game out of the fucking queue. I was like, let me fire this off real quick. Listener catch up on squid game. We will be full spoiler talking about it next week. Yeah. Can't wait. Okay. Uh, we should. That's it. Yeah, it's 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 caught on. It, yeah, it's a thing. It's a big thing. Uh, apparently, sales of white vans. They all wear these tracksuits and white vans. Up seventy eight hundred percent or something. Oh shit! Everybody wants. Oh, wh- I mean, white. Vans. Everyone is dressing. I mean, everyone's going to dress up That's as a Squid be the Game Halloween character costume. at Halloween. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's easy. You get a green tracksuit. You slap a number on. You get white vans. Or you get that mask. <laughs> or oh, or you could be the PlayStation button people who run right. the joint and just get a red hoodie, red pants, and a. I love. I'm not giving anything away here because Anthony's already watched four episodes, but. My favorite thing about this show is not the concept or any of that, even the acting. It's the visuals. Yeah. Like, they have such great cinematography. And there's like, there's and, no CGI. It's all practical shit, you know? Yeah, they just really, you know, they set up some great shots and they're lit kind of eerily and they're just very Kubrick. Yep. In their the ways, spaces, a little bit. Like, the sets are great. The, there's a little Chanwook Park in there. There's so a little, there's a lot. There's a little MC Escher stair step kind of action, and you know, in that one set where they got to go up the stairs. I love all that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm loving the visuals. Like that's what's the most impressive to me because I feel it's a little bit derivative, but at the same time, it's fucking definitely worth checking out. And just the visuals are just great. Well, Check you've seen out. other things like this, so that'll be interesting to find out because I've never seen anything like this. It, I will. You know what? It's like we can get into it next week yeah. when we really talk about it. But I mean, it does stand apart because of that. The way it's directed, it really has a good team going. On it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to discuss. We will do that next week. Listener, stay subscribed. Make sure you follow subscribe wherever you listen uh, and uh, share this episode. That's the most important thing. Share the show. Spread the geekery. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We'll beep you next time. We should like actually play a real squid game. Oh no! Oh, like the one, in, like the one that they show at the beginning of the show. Uh, red light, green light. <laughs>
I stick it up my asshole. Oh.